Good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome to another installment of Honor Kings and Sons TV. This is your host, Darian Jones. I'm located in Homestead, Florida, and I'm so excited to have you guys on my podcast today. Honor Kings and Sons TV is all about making sure that we pass down the knowledge, the information, the experience, and uh, so much revelation that we're even getting today um, on life on on relationships and on just dealing with social issues and worldviews so that our generation is not lacking when it's their time to carry the mantle. So very important that we take the time to talk to our young people and even talk to those who are in the same age bracket or older than us because what? There's so much that we can mend and reconcile. So that's what my platform is all about. I cover um, uh, a wide spectrum of issues and topics. I'm a very explicit individual, so I don't step away or shy away from pretty much anything. And I'm just very excited um, to be on this platform and just reach out to so many different people. I'm very grateful. So uh, thank you guys all for tuning in. You guys can follow uh, um, my description in the link on how to get access to me on different pla- uh, platforms and on social media. Um, anything that I share, if I share it based off of an article I read, or for those of you who know, um, this is also, or for those of you who don't know, I should say, um, I also base a lot of the things I say from a biblical worldview. I am a faith-based individual. I am Christian. Um, so if I post anything from the Bible or, or an article I read or anything, just to give you some validity to what I'm saying, um, you feel free to check the description box and get all that information from there um, so that, you know, we can talk, you know. Um, I have a way that you can email me. Um, I have my mailing list information. I want you guys to join my mailing list because I want to be able to continue conversation. I'm not just here just to talk and be another voice on the World Wide Web. But I'm really trying to have conversations. I want to be able to talk to somebody from, from, from Chile. I want to be able to talk to somebody from Europe, talk to somebody from Canada, Africa, you know, Dubai, talk to somebody from, you know, Washington, D.C., you know, um, wherever. So that's my, that's my goal is to make sure I'm reaching out to people. So uh, it's 9.15. Um, I actually had some issues earlier. Um, but I say, you know what, let me just, uh, get this episode going and then we'll work out the kinks later. So, uh, let's do that. Let's get into it. So, uh, I'm here and I said, man, uh, there are so many things that I would want to talk about. Um, I'm, I'm sitting here and I'm like, man, I don't, I really don't know where to begin. Um, but one thing I want is, um, I want you guys to be able to start talking back to me pretty soon. I want you guys to be able to, you know, send me an email and say, Hey, you know, um, I'm, I'm dying to have somebody have a conversation about this. It could be something that's a current event, a world event. And, uh, we just go from there. Um, you know, um, so just let me know and, um, I'll, I'll sit on it, brew on it and I'll see when's the right time. I won't ignore it, but I like to pay attention to timing um, so that I know the right time to introduce a topic. All right. All right. So um, let's let's keep it going. Let's keep it flowing. So um, today I want to talk to you guys about impact. 
I want to talk to you about impact. And I want to talk to you about different aspects of impact that some people don't pay attention to, which is why they don't experience impact. It's very possible that you can be a powerful individual. You can be amazing. But because your timing is off, you do not have the right impact. And I'm going to tell you guys something. The thing about impact that we need to understand is that there's there's nothing that can be memorable about you if you are not aware of uh the urgency of a matter you're not aware of of you know um how it needs to be delivered so you don't you're not paying attention enough um and to be honest with you you're not in position you in the wrong place at the right time so what do i mean by that it's very possible that you can be in the wrong place at the right time you were needed for something you know um uh some people say man man i i caught myself you know um at the wrong place at the wrong time we hear stories about that all the time but i'm going to introduce you to a different panel it's possible it happens to all of us what do i mean okay let's be practical um you're in school and uh an offer is made to you to further your education or to get you to your dreams faster it's sensible it's feasible it might take a little bit of faith but um you know uh if you really go after it it's probably going to be a good thing that's going to change your life for the better but what happens you have people in your ear and you have family in your ear you have your emotions in your ear um you have the doubt of others and all of those things um fight and stop you from making that decision it's happened to me i have plenty of opportunities that i gave up because i had too many voices in my head at the time i had to make the right decision and if i would have had the right voice and the right counsel around me i would have been halfway around the world two three times and we all can say that because it's an innate thing i think every human being knows what they possess what they can do and where they should be it's this small thing inside of us we know like we know like we know where we should be what we should be doing but we find ourselves in a place that we're technically not supposed to be at the right time that we should be making massive impact so what happens we're missing out we're missing out on all the great stuff that we could be doing simply because we found ourselves in the wrong place at the right time so i'm talking about impact um for those of you who don't know i used to be a school teacher 
I was a school teacher for seven years. And then, boom, out of the school system. How I got out of the school system, I'll share that pretty soon. But I want to focus on something for this episode. I don't want to lose people with the story of how I ended up out the school system. Anyways, let's continue. So, while I was in the school system, um, you know, I actually didn't plan for it. I had people tell me, you know, you'll make a great teacher because of how well they saw me work with children and families. So I, one day, there was a, I didn't even know it was a school. There was a plaza across um, the street from where my mother lived when I was still living with her uh, while I was in college. But I had finished college. Anyway, I had a dream. My dream was to open up a youth center. I told myself, I'll take a couple of years. I'll build my volunteer portfolio. I'll work with organizations. I'll make money using my talents. You know, I'll save and open up the business, and then I'll make it happen. What happened was I went into a what I thought was um, like a daycare, but it was actually a school. Not going to say the name of the school. Went inside the school, and um, I uh, talked to the assistant principal. Not going to mention his name. And when I spoke to the assistant principal, um, I was just telling him, you know, a little bit about myself, what I could do, what I could offer. So he says, wait right here. I said, okay. He was gone probably maybe five, seven minutes. He was gone a couple of minutes. He comes back with the principal. And she, I'm not going to mention her name, uh, she was like, uh, wow, I am tremendously impressed. You know, she says, um, there's an opportunity for you to be a substitute. I said, okay, I'll take it. So I did it. And once I did that, I literally, uh, I think, what, the following day, yeah, I came and I was a substitute teacher. It was a private school. So, you know, it's a little bit, you know, different, a little bit easier to get in the gate. Um, I substituted for about two weeks. And then, um, long story short, the lady who, uh, who I was substituting, she wanted to go back to her old job. So she kind of left, like, just just left out of the blue and i think within a week or so from that point or two weeks or so boom i became a teacher so i was literally a substitute teacher for about close to a month maybe almost two months roughly and then by the end of the school year i was a full-blown teacher in a private school just like that um and it was not easy because this private school, these kids were, whoa, they were intense. And it was testing time. So the assistant principal, he pretty much, he mapped everything out. And that was the first time I got a taste of the school system. A lot of people think that private, charter, and public are just three different entire entities. Uh, probably on an administrative level. Um. And of course, you know, um, you have the, the 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 board of education. Private schools don't really have to respond to a board of education. Uh, well, when I say that, there's different departments of the board of education they don't have to answer to, as long as they have like a curriculum, they have a library, and they have like certain things up to date, they can run themselves functionally, right? But like 
I didn't, I didn't know what I was about to step into. I had got a taste of the school system because like I say, public charter and private, they're three different entities, but they all work the same. The same outcomes um, do take place. Um, and unfortunately, it never used to be like that. When when I say that they are three entities, but they're the same now, it wasn't like that before. Not going to get into that. That's a whole nother conversation um, right now. But anyways, got into the school system, learned a whole lot. Man, let me tell you, by the end of that year, I was like, okay, you know, I don't have no responsibilities. It's a good amount of money um, for a private school gig. Um, you know, let me let me save, let me see what I can do. And uh, the next school year came, and, you know, I was uh, teaching the same grade, um, you know, and it just, it it grew on me because I had been working with children and families. So in my mind, I'm constantly teaching people, but it as a profession, no. I didn't want it to be a profession. I wanted to go into entertainment dance, music, arts, that's where I wanted to be. That's the place I wanted to be. Those those spectrums. But long story short, um I find myself uh doing the whole school year. Saw a lot, you know, tried to do a lot. I I did a couple of things. Um I supported their basketball team. This is the private school I'm talking about. I supported their basketball team. Uh, my mom used to um she used to help a lot of people. You know, she passed away. She passed away uh, December 10th, 2021. Um, so my, my, my mom used to have a lot of stuff in her house. Like, you know, she used to always help a lot of families. Um, so one day, you know, I was like, man, um, the kids, you know, um, they, didn't, they didn't have, like, a lot of options for breakfast. So I just started bringing stuff from the house, um, bringing a lot of stuff. Um, you know, so that the kids have more options to eat breakfast in the morning. And then, you know, just more of me started to develop. Um, I learned quickly that uh there's certain things about teaching they don't tell you. And what do I mean by they don't tell you? Um, depending on uh what school you work for, um, or depending on what curriculum or depending on, you know, like, uh, what administration and, you know, what the superintendent and the, and the people are saying, the higher-ups are saying, depending on, like, what is, like, the priority to them will, will determine how you will be allowed to teach. Um, but I realized that when it came to impact, um, knowledge of the subject means very little. There's some teachers who are certified and they know the subject like the back of their hand. But the truth be told is that when you start dealing with kids, um, the other things that you have to do to reel that kid in does not afford you the time to even get the whole curriculum out. Um, sometimes, sometimes you can cover the whole curriculum, but the knowledge in each topic, each subject, each unit that you share, all of that does not come across to that student. It doesn't. There's so many factors that that student is battling with. 
you know, they, they might be going through a depressive time. They're, maybe their parents are going through a divorce. So they have to deal with the yelling, the arguing, you know, um, um, the, the household being split up. Uh, kid may have a dysfunctional home, you know, family, family in the streets or doing illegal activities and they got to maneuver around that. That student himself is in the streets or doing illegal activities, might be a, a pregnant teen, um, you know, a teenage father. It's, just, it's so much. So when it comes to the actual knowledge of the content, a teacher could know 100% of it or know 30%. But I'm going to tell you right now, that teacher only know, needs, he only needs about 30% knowledge of the content. Why? Because you translating how you translating what it is you want your student to know and then you getting the student to care enough about what you're telling them for them to see how it's going to be actually useful in their life that's time consuming so you know my first year um the, the kids I dealt with oh my god when I say ma major amount of issues major amount of issues very unruly, didn't respect authority, um, just, just, oh my God, so, so much. So I had to find out what am I going to do to get them to want to be excited about learning something. Forget about the seven subjects they had to cover. Going through that, huh, okay, you will, you will, you will come home with 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 cancer <laughs> trying to get kids to learn every single subject and digest every single thing that's in a textbook you'll come home destroyed i had to start from ground zero i had to create an environment that made the kids excited to want to learn something so what i did was i spent most of my time talking to them and then as i was talking to them I said so much to make them want to ask questions. And then I would structure how many questions they could ask, how long we would do the segment, right? And it got to the point where once we began that relationship, then I could slowly introduce the materials from the curriculum uh, so that they can begin to learn. And there's so many things about the school system today that I don't have liberty to get into now, but I will talk about um, on an episode that um, it was important that I did that. You know, some parents sometimes um, can be a little, they can be a little uh, naive because maybe their life is busy. Like, truly, they, they're busy, so they don't have time to, like, address the truth about the situation with their kids' learning abilities. Some of them um, are, are not, they don't investigate enough. They don't know, like, if their, 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 their child is, is, like, truly knowledgeable or they're just, you know, hiding behind the fact that um, they're not really being challenged um, mentally. It's, 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 it's so much I can go into. So, um, most parents are just think that, you know, if their child comes home with all A's, 
or bees or whatever that the child is smart, intelligent, and able. But then when life hits, we find out that they were not, um, you know, or if they meet a, a, a teacher who challenges their character, challenges who they are as a learner, and they find out that they cannot meet that standard, you know, then there's always hiccups and problems and stuff like that. But anyways, I don't want to lose sight of the impact part. So, like I said, I had to go backwards. And I had to start from the foundational standpoint. And I'm going to tell you something. I started to have impact. I'm going to tell you why I started to have impact. I started to have impact because I was I was creating a streamline. I was creating a structure. I wasn't creating a structure to make them, you know, robotic. I was creating a structure to where um um they would understand um when when it was a good time for them to be creative and a time for them to focus. And it was changing the culture of the school and because I was making them think outside of what they were forced to think, I was changing the culture. I made them test out things outside of what they thought they could do. So I was changing the culture. And then I was creating bravery inside of them. You know, most kids are brave to, most kids are, are brave to do the wrong things. You know, we see that all the time. You might see a mischievous kid, a kid who, who um, is easily uh, swayed by like a older crowd or by a, you know, like peer pressure, right? So they, the, the, that crowd of people that they're around is building up their courage and their bravery to do bad things. So now what happens is when they start to get brave to do the right thing or do creative things, you know, it does upset the, the structure. It does upset the powers that be, because now the powers at B, they start to think that the, the teacher or the instructor that's leading them to try out this new thought process and make use of this new energy and bravery, that um, it's, it's, it's not a good idea because we won't be able to control it. We can't trust them that they can do it on their own. And man, that's a big lie. The first thing I established when I was in the school system was trust. I, I shocked so many teachers. I shocked every single principal that I worked under because the first thing I established was trust. Once I did that, man, it, it, was, it was amazing to see how we started to see students behave and turn around. You know, some of them took longer than others, but it's okay. It's all right. So, like I said, how do I know I had impact at the right time? Well, I'm going to give you a little secret. When it comes to impact, there's no such thing as really the right time. The right time is when you're there. That's the secret. Impact is when you realize that God has put you somewhere. And he's equipped you, he's immobilized you, 
and he says, where you are, um, uh, manifest everything that I've given you. That is when you know it's the right time for impact. Anywhere you are in life that, that, that you cannot manifest what God has given you, you're in the wrong place. But at the same time, it's the right time because you're there. You activate everything that's connected to impact, if you get me. So this was what I realized. There's no such thing as the right time, technically. Because as long as we all are living, living and breathing and God has given us something, it's always the right time. So time itself is impact. As the clock ticks, every minute is impact. As you breathe, impact. As you walk, impact. As you stare, as you open a door, as you close a door, as you say hello, as you say goodbye, all impact. As time is ticking, impact can take place. So every time I stepped into a school, that's what happened. And it wasn't a pride thing. You know, it wasn't like, I'm I'm there. Here's Darian. It was like, well, God put me here. Let's see what happens. And um, that was the beginning stages of impact that I started to uh, um, experience. So I'm going to close off with this. Um, just yesterday, I uh, was at a, a, a movie theater, a movie theater that's near my job um, at Homestead Showbiz Cinemas. That's the movie theater. But um, I work at the Homestead Cybrarium. I'm the teen and young adult programmer there at this present time. And, um, you know, I go there all the time. I, I mingle with the staff. I'm respectable. Um, sometimes I order something to eat, you know, I connect with people and, uh, things like that. So, um, I was, uh, I ordered my food. I sat down and a student from the last school I worked at, him and his mother walked up to me and I was laughing in my, to myself because like three people had conversations with me yesterday. My food just sitting on the table. I haven't taken a bite. I got like 15 minutes to get back to work. I'm like, whatever. So a mother and, uh, sorry, everybody, my daughter is here and she wants to be a part of the podcast. Hi, mama. Good morning. Mm-hmm. I'll be with you in a second. Let me finish. Okay. So anyways, um, when, um, when I went, the mother and the son walked up to me and she's like, listen, ever since you left. They have not stopped talking about you. When you started, they talked about you. When you finished, they talked about you. You have no idea what you left on those kids at that school. You have no idea what you did. And I just sat there and I just said, thank you. I did my best. And what was crazy was when I... When, you know, she was telling me everything and, and going into detail about different stuff that I had did and her son would come home and talk about. At that moment, I was like, wow, I really took it to the extreme before I left. Like, I did some wild and crazy things, you know. But it's because I knew what was being created that I knew to maneuver like that. And I'll share my story. 
one day soon. I'll probably do like a docu-series or something. And um, I realized that the reason I was able to have impact that particular school, because that particular school, there's a special story with that school. That particular school, the reason why I had so much impact was because I simply was there. I was filled with joy, filled with enthusiasm, filled with creativity, filled with boldness, um, filled with bravery. I was filled with so many different things, and the school was not. This is 2020. This is COVID. This is 2020, 2021. These two school years, COVID years. It was dead. Every school was like that. Teachers weren't talking to students. Students weren't talking to teachers. Teachers weren't even talking to each other. No interaction, no life. You go in the building, you do your work, you leave. So, you know, when I started to see what, what, thing, what was happening as a result of COVID and families and so much, I, I, I said, no, I cannot go to work like this. I cannot go to work like this. I don't know about other people, but I can't. So that's what I did. I I went to I went to my house. I brought back my JBL and that's how it all started. I brought my JBL and I just would play music, you know. Um and I had a loud JBL so you could hear it like um pretty much down two two sides of the hallway. And then next thing you know, I just started dancing. I just started saying stuff to inspire the kids. And they would look at me like I'm crazy. But I just kept doing it. Then one day, I started to do, like, like illustrations with the music. Like, I brought my boxing gloves. I would do, like, different different things. I just brought different things and just tried out different stuff. By, by, mm, I would say after holidays 2020, I had the whole second floor jumping. I had kids running from the first floor to the second floor just to watch everybody dance and have a good time. Um, I think I went viral on TikTok, but to this day, um, the kids won't tell me the student who recorded me because um, I think he still thinks I'm going to get him in trouble. Um, I'm not. I <laughs> just wanted to know how many views I had. But, yeah, I did all of this stuff. And let me tell you something. I left impressions that I don't know how long they're going to last, by the grace of God. And it's simply because I was there. Technically not because it was the perfect timing. The perfect timing is as I'm living and breathing in that place and I'm using every moment to reach out to a student, that is the right time. And impact would take place. You know, so um, I'm going to end it off here. Um, I feel like definitely there might be a part two, part three, to talking about impact um uh, with this so i want to thank everybody for listening today you can follow me on um, my different platforms i'm trying to get on to google podcast i'll be on podcast player pantheon youtube um any descriptions um that you're looking for there'll be uh, i mean any links you're looking for to be in the description below uh thank you guys so much please make sure you join my mailing list tell somebody about my podcast and uh you know just have a wonderful day um, so that's my time, y'all. This is Honor Kings and Sons TV with Darian Jones located in Homestead, Florida. God bless you. Um, just have a wonderful time uh, with yourself, friends, and family. Love on one another. And I'll see you guys on another installment. Peace.